0: Hey Ryan, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I, I got you this time.
0: Awesome. Well, let's look everybody to the podcast. Uh, this is the Clockwork Podcast. Um, it is Thursday, April nineteenth. My name is Robert. Joined here with my brother Ryan. Uh, say hi, everybody. Hey,
1: everybody out there! Huh? Glad to be here.
0: Awesome. Well, we're gonna kind of keep this is a polished product as we iterate and keep publishing but um i think you and i are ready to kick this off and kind of make it official um today we're going to cover uh maybe a little bit about ourselves some video games and some basketball how's that sound
1: sounds great i mean I uh, can't wait to start let's just uh you want to tell uh, everyone a little bit about, about yourself
0: Yeah, I'll go first. So we are the Hatcher Brothers. This is kind of our our joint podcast project. Um, This sexy voice here is Robert. Um, I'm the older, uh, taller, more handsome brother. But basically, um, we're here um, just to kind of talk and stay in touch and invite everybody to kind of listen to some of the conversations I have with Ryan every day, um, either through text or through voice. Uh, They're interesting, they're relevant, and um a lot of fun. So that's why I'm here. I'm assuming you're here for similar reasons Ryan, but tell right about yourself.
1: Yeah, uh I'm Ryan, uh, the younger slightly shorter version uh of Robert, but yeah, you know, just kind of excited to share, you know, some of the kind of the wacky craziness that goes on from time to time that we have and uh definitely have a, a love of sports, tech, uh video games, kind of anything and everything. So excited to share that with everyone and hopefully this podcast brings uh, as much enjoyment for for me as it is uh for you guys and and I, I hope you feel the same way rob
0: oh yeah it's it's definitely a selfish endeavor it's kind of us showing our two hundred percent um but like i said um hopefully people kind of get an insight to what our relationship is like um kind of the the things that we talk about and the things that we enjoy doing um like I said, it's Thursday, April 19th. Um, I don't know about you, man. Uh, my day was kind of kind of crazy. Uh, actually, this whole week has been crazy, mainly because uh, I got some friends coming in town Saturday, and we started talking about, like, what we're doing on, like, Monday night, and it just threw off my entire week. I'm not sure if anything like that happened to you, but it's really thrown me for a loop.
1: No, yeah. I mean, my week has been, I guess, kind of hectic as well. I mean, you know, starting a new job on Monday and trying to get in the routine of things. So definitely been a bit different, you know, getting the workout regimen, uh, you know, really kind of locked and starting to make progress there. So uh, a lot of things up in the air and hopefully my, uh, my circus, I can keep going for just a little bit longer. No,
0: I hear you on that. I'm glad you're hitting the gym. I haven't been on the bike. In weeks and I'm like what three weeks out from a 30 mile ride out in the hill country so I think I'm setting myself up for failure by uh, being a little too work focused um, this week but you know also the highlight is is you and I got um you know some demo tape down um that's already available I've been getting these alerts' we're, we're like on Apple home pod speakers we're on iTunes we're on all these um different things, you know, and it, that's that's just our test section. So I think you know, this week as crazy as it's been, it's also the start of something new and something fun for us. So we'll get this one published today and it'll be everywhere. It's kinda it's kind of cool. It's uh one of the highlights of 2018, if I say so myself.
1: Not to put too far a point on it, but I, I feel the same. That's uh really exciting to hear that. I'm very, very happy that, that people are out there listening to us and hopefully uh like I said, we can bring them enjoyment and, and and keep this going, just like the podcast says, just like clockwork.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think we can – we won't hold ourselves to too hard of a schedule, but I did try to cover some bases. I tried to pick some generic topics since you and I tend to be a little bit random, and I also kind of marked this as explicit just in case we have, like, a little slip-up. Uh, the intent isn't to, you know, have, like, shock jock radio, but in case we get a little impassioned in the – couple choice letter words uh, kind of fly out. People are warned ahead of time. You know what I mean?
1: Certainly. I, I know on my side, I'll definitely keep it as uh, friendly, friendly, family-friendly as possible, but I do apologize if things leak out here and there.
0: I got you. So, it's a Thursday. Last night was a Wednesday. That's how weeks work. And did you get a chance to catch any of the games, specifically the Rockets game? Um... If so, kind of let me know what you were thinking about that.
1: I just want to go on the record and say living in Dallas is a completely different experience as a Rockets fan because was at the gym and they were playing uh, part of, I think, uh, like the Rangers baseball, and I was like, wait, put the heater on. Didn't really get to see much of that game. Uh, but once I did make it home from the gym, I, I was able to catch a good, solid, you know, two and a half quarters, uh, pretty much second, third, and most of the fourth. And mixed mixed feelings. Obviously, it was a slow start. And then Harden couldn't really catch on fire, but everyone else did. Chris Paul did a great job distributing. Joe Grink came out of nowhere to, to hit down a bunch of clutch shots and kind of put us on a roll that, that Timberwolves just didn't have any answer at all for, uh, which was nice. But, you know... Looking at it, I'm really hoping that we can all find a way to click as a unit. I mean, it, it can't be, you know, Harden winning game one for us. It can't be the role players winning game two. It has to be a, a clear, concerted effort from the, the whole team to really take it to, you know, those those tough teams like like the Warriors. So uh, how much did you get to watch? What were your thoughts?
0: Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know. So I, I did catch... Probably like the first three and a half quarters. Um, by the time we got to that point, it was basically garbage time. Um, if you look at the box score, you, we would have never thought we'd be in garbage time with like five minutes left in the game. Uh, I think, you know, we shot horrendously um, over eight quarters. Like you said, except for like a few guys um, kind of getting hot in stretches. I guess I'm, you know, I'll probably get a little bit more meta with it. Like the stats and the data is out there, but. You know, this is the first time in franchise history we've led the league in wins. It's the first time um, in a while, you know, we've been a top seed um, in the West and like heavy favorites. You know, th- th- this is a a Wolves team that I think we beat by like 16 points a game. Um, you know, I thought we'd be looking too far ahead. And it seems like we were just kind of a bundle of nerves. For like six quarters, you know, going back to game one, and honestly, the like second quarter of this game wasn't too great, and I'm not really sure what it is, you know, in the in our little uh, demo reel, I think it's because our rotations are a bit off with Luke being out, you know, with that shoulder dislocation, but I think it was good to see that um, guys that we brought in for very specific moments, uh, Gerald Green got hot, Nene filled out like what two blocks and four rebounds in limited minutes. Um, Joe Johnson was able to kind of be like a third option with the second unit, which is an insane luxury. You know, we have Joe Johnson, like as a, you know, a third or fourth creator, like in our, our teammate, like our depth chart. So w- there's still a lot more upside to this team because we're, you know, I think we're shooting 28% for the series.
1: Yeah, I mean it it's great, like you're saying, to have, you know, these wonderful role players and really stuff and filling the role. I mean, looking at how Nene was playing, you wouldn't think that he's, you know, on the wrong side of thirty six or half old he is now. Uh it's it was really kind of refreshing and it does definitely bobo, like you said, a lot of upside and it is kind of exciting to see how far they can take it. But I'm not gonna lie, I mean, when you see was it Derrick Rose taking crazy? Uh, what will he do? Like the half spin fadeaway with like twelve, thirteen seconds left on a shot clock, and PJ Tucker just has him completely smothered. I mean, that's that's great to see. That's exactly what we want. And
0: uh, yeah, the defense is dialed in, which again most people wouldn't expect for a Rockets team. Um, You know, outside of a couple Wiggins and, you know, Jimmy Butler, like baseline drives, we really shut down a lot of these backdoor cuts. The Wolves can thrive on, Um, you know, they they put Towns in the high post and they get a baseline cut. I think Wiggins got like one dunk off of it, but Nene and Capella got a block each on guys trying to cut backdoor along the baseline. And that's a defensive discipline we haven't seen with this team, Um, you know, since we acquired James Harden from Oklahoma City. And it's not just, you know, James Harden defensive knack. It's just he's what the only player um, that's kind of still on this team since we made that blockbuster trade. And so the team's been built around them. And this is the first year we've really put together just l- like a hydra of, of, de- of wing defenders, you know. But even then, you know, questionable Dan Tony play. It's like eight minutes left in the fourth. We're up 20. James Harden's playing poorly. We leave him in. And Reggie Miller's like advocating for a hard foul on Harden because that's playoff basketball, which is to maul your peer because you're down. Like that was was just a weird situation to watch. It's like we have a supposedly neutral analyst like straight up saying like the Wolves should foul him and foul him hard because he's playing and they're up 20. Like that's insane on a different level. But, you know, he's got, he gets a little transition block on Dang. And just, I think that was just the cement on Houston really owning the defensive side of the ball below the free throw line. Like the Wolves could get whatever little shimmy turnaround jumper they got above the break, above the free throw line extended. But once it got down to paint, like our wings were swarming, our bigs were holding big. It it was It was interesting to watch, you know, to see us shoot that badly and find a way to win by 20.
1: Definitely. Yeah, and it's – I hate to say it, but you go in as the overall number one seed, best record in the league, best record in the conference, and you have that season season, – that regular season uh, victories over a team, and, yeah, you should definitely pull those wins out.
0: Yeah, and, like, the shots will drop, and ironically enough, it will probably happen on the road – We've heard it from T-Mac. We've heard it from other shooters like Ryan Anderson. The way the Toyota Center is set up, for some reason, like with depth perception, it's not really a shooter's arena. And ironically, I think our shooters are going to do better in the target center. I'm not sure what the layout is. I never played basketball at a very high level, but um, I've heard it a few times from players that, you know, somehow playing the Toyota Center isn't conducive to shooting the ball extremely well. So I guess that's kind of like – how you know in jerry world the jumbotron was messing with punters i don't get it but if they (laughs) they say that's what it is it's what it is um
1: i mean that was that was a little different i mean it was it was that was physically too low and and it wasn't it wasn't just uh punters it was kickoffs too where the jumbotron was affecting that so well, (laughs) well the
0: thing is with with toyota center like it's visiting and the home team can't shoot there so I'm not sure if it's the way the stanchions lined up relative to everything else, but um, like I said, I I would, I expect this team to kind of get their shooting confidence back um, and really kind of go for that gut punch victory in game three in Minnesota. That's a team and that's a city looking to explode any opportunity given the way our defense is playing and maybe the way D'Antonio's coacher, coaching staff is working, maybe we can just deflate that arena. Um, get it nice and quiet with crickets, and our shooters can just make it rain all day if not, like you know the we'll wolves have a chance to to get hot and make this thing a two one so they play the games for a reason, but i'm I'm feeling the sweep
1: all right uh, that's that's a pretty a pretty solid you know uh connection there that you're just going straight for the sweep, not even picking up one game at home but you know, moving off from the Rockets, there's been a lot of things happening. I mean, the NFL just released their, you know, a regular season schedule. We got baseball kind of just going to the swing of things. Hey-o. And uh, we got the Champions League that's kind of airping up too. So there, there's a lot of other stuff out there. Anything else uh, you're thinking about? Anything else you're watching As sports-wise? What are we doing? Um,
0: no, nah, man. I've, I've been reading a little bit. Um. You know, hockey's in their playoff season. Seems like they're having some referee issues from kind of what I'm seeing. Like, I think there's been, like, two uh, single-game suspensions for actions that weren't penalized during the game. So, like, that's creating, like, kind of some hubbub. I know baseball is having, you know, their whole – is the season too long? They've already – this is, like, they're on pace to have the most weather – delayed or weather canceled games in quite some time. I think we're already looking at 24 delayed games or 24 games that have to be rescheduled. Um, I honestly could not care less about the NFL schedule. Um, You know, like, in, when you follow a sport like, like the NBA where you play at least every team twice, you know, the NFL, the way their sport is organized isn't conducive to that. You know, you can go you know, 10 years between seeing, you know, Washington play New England for various reasons. So the schedule, I think people are going to hype it up now for when their team underperforms, then they can blame it on somebody. But, you know, without like home and homes and like consistent non-division scheduling, like NFL schedule to me is boring. Like this is a team, you know, you'll play a team outside of your division, outside of your conference, and then you'll see them again in eight years roster turnover is so high it's just like a tune-up game like no one really takes it seriously in my opinion but i'm not sure oh yeah you know well i mean uh
1: did you see well okay so i'm got a not a big football fan or i should say american football or whatever i want to call it so did you at least see uh at the indians game where it got rained out where they're playing Fortnite on on the big jumbotron.
0: Uh, I read about it. I didn't actually see like the match play. Um, I'm not sure. Well, no.
1: I mean, it was just a tweet that the Indians had put out. It was, not obviously, you can't see it live. They didn't, you know, live stream It's just kind of funny because Fortnite's kind of taken over everything. Uh, you know, they took the uh, PUBG. They kind of stole their thunder. Uh, Just kind of ironic,
0: you know? Yeah, and, like, you know, I've read articles about school Wi-Fi networks crashing because of those two games, you know, kids trying to play on their phones, um, which is no different than, like, you and I sneaking Game Boys into school and playing and playing (laughs) stuff. It's just now there's an internet connection required. Um, Yeah, like, you know, I think... I think that story for Cleveland was probably like their better story. You know, clearly Chief Wahoo needs to go away. Um, and there's always some knuckleheads that try to say otherwise. And so for them to switch to like, hey, we play video games on the big Jumbotron, you know, if we can't play baseball, I think for them that was like a really PR move. And clearly, like, it's like of video games. And For all my gamers out there, I'm an extremely casual gamer, like self-declared, but like I didn't even know it was called PUBG. I call it player unknown, whatever. Um well player unknown is the creator. I mean, you can't Well, they shouldn't put their name in the title. Like I call every uh, I call every (laughs) Splinter game Tom Clancy. Like like if you give me the full name, I'm gonna just take the first couple words out of it. Um just like Metal Gear. Same difference. Anyway, my point is Mm -hmm. is that in the gaming industry like the or not industry let's say like the gaming environment for those who are uber casual gamers like myself these two games have become like the blockchain of invest of investment companies so what i mean by that is um if you're drake or if you're twitch or somebody like you can get instant views to your article you can get instant like views to your channel just by like plugging one of those two products you know whether it's a youtube thing just like You know, we saw companies like valuation spike because they added blockchain to their company name because it's just like the trend. And so I haven't had a chance. Like I played a little bit of PUBG on my phone. I'm an Android guy. I'm waiting for Fortnite because I think I like the character better. I don't know. That just look looks more like a video game to me, Um, which is a really stupid thing for me to say. But I think that right now, like these games are so hot that you can write an article on like, you know, the five best sports cars uh, of the 2018 models, and if you can throw in like a Fortnite reference, you can probably triple your clicks.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, the GTR uh, tags for YouTubers back when I came out. It was like, oh yeah, we go to GTR, you know, have the fanboys come out, left, friends right, and center plus 100,000 views. Uh, but so, speaking of being an uber casual gamer self you know proclaimed what do you feel or what are you looking out for you know what are you playing now
0: yeah so i guess kind of where i wanted to go with this is like what a video game means to me you know as an uber casual guy and you know Philosophically, you and I have very different opinions on the 2018 basketball games. I'm clearly in the live camp. You're a 2K guy. And there's really nothing on my radar because I don't have a lot of time to play games. Um, you know, mobile gaming, like I get it. You know, like that's the type of video games. It doesn't really appeal to me. Um because once a game kind of gets interesting, it becomes like a, a pay to win situation. And I'm just not paying 50 bucks to win a game on my mobile phone. Like my brain won't let me do that. Like I'll spend hundreds of dollars on steam for games that I'll put like two hours in, but like when I finally put the hours in the game, like I can win, like I've already paid the money and my brain justifies it. Um, so honestly, I'm just trying to go in and like find some time to replay the classics um, you know, Fallout New Vegas, Fallout 4, get some live time in. Have um, you ever heard of Humble Bundle? Like, I've been, like, checking out their free games. I've been redeeming, like, these, like, 36-hour flash sales, but I haven't actually downloaded or played a single game. Like, I'm the guy who goes on a <laughs> Steam Summer Sale, spends, like, 80 bucks, gets 14 new titles, and then plays one. So, yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: So what you're saying is that you overcommit to things that you aren't going to play. Got it. I think that's 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 they're a game. You know.
0: fiscally, I don't make a lot of sense sometimes. But like, <laughs> like I tried to explain to you earlier offline. Like, I like kind of the suspension of disbelief. Like, I draw myself towards games that are more like entertainment versus simulations like if you and I were talking the difference in the basketball games, like NBA live is entertainment. Like the animations are like a little unrealistic, but they're consistent and it's entertaining. Like I'm not, is two K a better simulation of what it means to be like a 71 rated power forward. Yeah. But that's boring to me. Like, I don't want to be a 71 rated power forward. I want to be a 98 rated shooting guard who makes it rain from 40 feet. Like that's entertaining. Like I think,
1: all right, so then I think that that has a bigger question And so if you're going for entertainment over simulation or what have you, what other things does that apply to? Do you go into movies say, "Oh, I just want to be entertained. I don't care if it's you know based off what you story inspired by, I just want to be entertained I mean how much flex creative flexibility you know do you take that into other avenues you know that, that's well, that creative that's
0: flexibility is I will suspend my disbelief. And I will stay, like, in this fantasy world as long as you're consistent, right? So the problem with movies is, is, like, we all want to be duped, right? But then, like, when a major character or a major technology in a movie all of a sudden changes function, it, like, pulls us out of that suspension of disbelief, right? And so that's kind of, like, how I view it going into a movie, I want to have fun. I want to be entertained. But if all of a sudden like a side character, whose only job was like Intel research all of a sudden goes out into the field and like has impeccable aim and like is, has no PTSD, AKA, you know, Kingsman golden circle, like that makes it hard for me to be entertained because like one character had these attributes and then just to make the movie work because you got lazy writing, you made them a whole different character type. Like that's a bigger problem to me than just like, you know, jumping through plate glass window firing three Uzis, you know, like, <laughs> like be consistent. Uh, in your so I can enjoy them.
1: Okay. Uh, speaking of which, did you ever see The Circle?
0: The Circle.
1: Yeah, uh, Emma Watson, Tom Hanks. It's a kind of thriller, I guess.
0: No. You know me, man. My... Yeah. I'm not the biggest movie buff. Um,
1: Uh, Well, it came out recently, and John Boyega uh, Boyega uh, was in the movie as well. Apparently, people were really excited about it when it came out. I totally missed it when it came out as well, but it was on Amazon Prime.
0: Well, then I'll have to check it out. Um, I have not seen it. I'm trying to think, like, the newest movie I've seen besides Black Panther. I think I rewatched Hot Fuzz, but that's, like, a nine-year-old movie. So, I'm not... you know, movie culture, um, hot takes, and you know, current events.
1: Oh no! I mean, this was really just an example of lazy writing. I mean, the movie just kind of just kind of ended. That was it. I don't really feel like there's a natural conclusion. They just kind of like, okay, that's lunch. Let's go. Nice. Uh, but speaking of old movies that are cult classics, hot. Or sorry, not hot. A uh, Super Troopers two debuts tomorrow. I would ask you if you're going to see it, but it sounds like you're not going to catch it for a while.
0: No, um, I'll have to, like, pencil in some time. So um, I'm actually doing a dinner party tomorrow because that's where I'm at in my my life arc. Um, our friends are having this over at their place. Where I think we're doing, like, fajitas and board games and stuff. And then I believe they're going to go see Infinity War. I believe it also comes out tomorrow because they bumped it up a week
1: uh yeah it bumped up a week, but it's actually next Friday.
0: mm so yeah well, they i don't know they were talking about we're gonna go see or next Thursday we're gonna go see Avengers, and we're like, well, we're just gonna do dinner and go home, because we we're that couple now, but mm.
1: uh, I would definitely call them on a, call them on it you know i I got my tickets I'm excited I, I actually bought i think they have like three glasses and a limited edition commemorative comic book or something that goes with it, so yeah, I definitely know it does not come out tomorrow. Oh,
0: yeah, it's fine. All I know is that um, Super Troopers is probably up there with Black Panther. That when it hits digital and physical, like at home media, like I'm just gonna buy them regardless of if I saw them at box office. So, like I believe it's uh, is it May 10th or something? Like uh, we're gonna get digital and physical versions of a uh, Black Panther for at home entertainment. It's like May 2nd or something like that. Anyway, early May. So that's on my radar to, I know you saw it like three times in theaters, but I'm basically going to buy it. Yes. <laughs> i buy it on Google, I'll buy it on Blu-ray and basically take it with me either in my phone or <laughs> like in my Blu-ray player everywhere. You know? So
1: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess early May for me is, is a little different. I'm, I'm looking at May the 4th. Uh, you know, Star Wars, Day. see it, If anything cool is announced, anything cool is released. Uh, so it should be fairly fun on that regard
0: too. Yeah. Um, you know, well, summer is like movie season. So I know there's a lot of stuff coming. I just, you know, I, I never could keep up. And so like, it just hasn't gotten any better. Like I didn't really keep up much. Like when we were, you know, middle school, high school and Yeah as we got older, I just refused to keep up with movies. I just not refuse, but just kind of like low priority, like things that I keep track of because like I'm that guy now is like automotive news, like kind of blanking on champions league. But you know, like I just found out, you know, today that like the Takata airbag recall has expanded. So of course, like, I'm getting push alerts to this and like I'm on you know like national highway traffic website like you know checking make and models for the vehicles we own to see if they're part of the expanded list I'm like messaging coworkers randomly like on our internal messaging system like slack or hangouts or whatever I'm just like hey just so you know like there's 53 million cars that have outstanding recalls that need to be fixed and airbags have been expanded and everyone's like cool story bro and i was like you know just trying to save lives like <laughs> <laughs>
1: so that's that's the clockwork psa check to see if your car has a recall and get it fixed yes yeah, got it
0: right. summer is road trip season like you know r- recalls have different levels of severity but like you'd be surprised manufacturers and dealerships like losing contact info like there's entire laws now set up so you can be more proactive and not have to wait for a manufacturer to, you know, email you or call you or physically mail you, you know, it's like all you need is your VIN or your make and model. Like there's an entire subset of, uh, let's see if I get this acronym, right. N H T a.gov. I believe national highway traffic association.
1: Or- uh, N H T a. TSA National Highway Traffic Safety. Like that. Okay,
0: cool. Forgot the safety, but literally, if you just type in Takata airbag recall, like they're even they're, because I work in this industry now, they're paying for search ads above the organic to make sure people can find them. So they're actually throwing budget like marketing dollars. Um, they being um, a federal agency to make sure people can find this this recall information and get their cars fixed. Like you know,
1: unfortunately. got it. Okay, so quick Google search uh, and. HTSA, Department of Transportation and the National Highway Traf- Traffic Safety Administration.
0: They never make these things, like, intuitive to remember. But, anyway, nope. you know, thanks to the powers that be at the search engine gods, like, you can find this info. So that is our PSA. Like, if you have a recall, get it fixed. Make it a priority. Enjoy start of <laughs> uh you know, road trip weather around the country. So...
1: Also, I guess what we're just talking about, automotive safety, make sure your tires are filled up. Low tire pressure will actually give you worse gas mileage. So uh, take it to whatever right. chain store. They Most of them do free uh, tire checks. Uh, keep your tires uh, nice and full. you actually be surprised at how much better gas mileage you get just by having
0: your tires pumped up. And forget gas mileage. It's braking distance. For tires, they, they break worse. and. and- <laughs> In a season of more aggressive driving, everyone's trying to get to the beach. Everyone's trying to get to the mountains. Just make sure your vehicles, you know, you know, that's what our father taught us, right? Do your own changes, yep. check your tire pressures, um, and just be kind out there, everybody. Um, you know, we're all trying to do our own, our own thing, but we're not the only ones out there. So let's all be kind of courteous and try to make, you know, today better than yesterday. How does that sound for a, a platitude? That
1: yeah, I mean uh, you could have channeled uh, the great Nelson Mandela: "Be the change that you want to see in the world." If you don't like how things are, make it happen. Uh, it God, all starts yeah. with
0: you. you and I think that was a paraphrase, but what? cliche. Aside, um, like, seriously, we'll all be <laughs> kind to each other. Um, you know, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, everybody else, um, and let's you know call it a wrap up. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about next week, but um, within. One way to find
1: out. Got to tune in and see. Exactly.
0: Within five to seven business days. <laughs> another podcast up. This is the Clockwork Podcast. I'm Robert. Join here with our brother. I'm Ryan. We want to say goodbye. All
1: right. Until next time, guys. Uh, I'll catch you guys later. Bye. All right. Bye.